Robert, as an academic, I actually have a serious question for you. Sure. What have seals and pinball machines got in common? Mm, you hit them with a club and then you sell the... F- <laughs> no, no. Both have flippers, juggle mm. balls, make loads of noise, are an absolute bastard to steal. <laughs> I'm Jeannie. I'm Rachel. And I'm Nikki from Tyrion's Landing. A podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in... Three, two, one... Hello, all you lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 62 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and I'm joined, as always, by Australia's least favourite male pole dancer, Andrew A.C. Yoshimura. See, I couldn't afford a pole. <laughs> That's a significant setback to your ratings. Yeah, you'd think so. So what? I just I just like get someone from the audience. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is this is usually a bad start because uh, I'm not at a strip club. I'm actually just at the mall. I just say stand perfectly still, <laughs> and and you know, and then I do my thing and you know, kind of dance side to side a bit like you know someone from Monty Python, and then uh, you know take it all <laughs> off. And I have to say that that 82 year old gentleman was very put out. Yeah, look, he put up with it for longer than anyone really should. <laughs> If I'm honest. To be fair, he had a walking stick. That's right. that, that, that was kind of a pole. Well, it was included in the act. <laughs> but what amuses me about this is that least favourite indicates that they're somehow like taking poles on the pole dancers that they don't like on a national level. Oh, on a national level, yeah. yeah. Probably international as well. They're pro- you know, having said that, there probably is some sort of website that you can go to that rates male pole dancers. And I'll probably spend the rest of this evening looking at that very website, AC. <laughs> For scientific purposes. Oh yes, for science. Yes, for science. Right. I'm not. I'm, I'm all about the science. There's nothing but science on this show. <laughs> that's right. We are. We are. As I said many times, primarily educational. But what if you did actually come to this podcast looking for education? <laughs> You'd be sorely disappointed. So here's something that um, new joiners to Game Life Balance Australia might not know is that originally, mm. um, before Cody tried to steal our name, bastard, yes. Um <laughs> We'll never forgive him. <laughs> Jonathan Martin, you're okay. Um, so we were actually just called Game Life Balance. We were, you know, we still are Game Life Balance effectively. Um, but we did actually have a news segment. We did. Yeah. And forget about the fact that we record every two weeks and any news we have is so far behind the times that it was inconsequential (laughs) and often inaccurate by the time it went to air. Yes. Yes. Um, That we decided to actually stop that. The news was funny, though, because it was a segment that was rushed. We tried to rush it because, oh, we got to do this. But it went weird places Mm. because you'd you'd pick the the randomest stuff. Yeah. And then we'd spend like half an hour talking about it and going, oh, geez, we actually need to record the rest of the podcast. Oh. And then, <laughs> and then and I used to have to edit it back in those days. Yeah, it was tough because like the news would take up too much time. Yeah, and then, and then I'd to- edit it out and sometimes I'd edit it in the wrong place. And then Rob goes, oh, by the way, have you seen this? And now about the NES. This would be what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we gave up on, on the news. Although, you know what? Every now and then a news story comes out. Um, that is is worth talking about. And we have we have in this run, I think, discussed the news once. And I remember downloading 
um, news sounding music. Like oh new, yeah, like yeah. Anchory. What kind was of, it for? Oh, I can't even remember. Yeah, it wasn't. It was something that we were both interested in, but now we don't care. Yeah, who cares, right? Like, that could be anything. Was it the Switch or something? No, um, it probably wasn't even that. No, I don't think so. It's, no, that's not newsworthy. Who cares about the Switch, AC? And speaking of things that people don't care about, we're reviewing a video pinball game. <laughs> you brought it back. Well done. So, good news, Robbie. Yes? Uh, we're actually reviewing a game that has come out in recent memory. This is not a retro game. It's mm-hmm. not a, oh yeah, it came out about a decade ago. That's irrelevant for us. <laughs> this actually came out within the past year or so. It's a it's a, it's a game game, AC. It's an actual game. Not a retro game. It's, it's a gamey game. It's a gamey game game game. Here's the bad news. Mm. It's pinball. <laughs> is that bad news? No, not really. It's just that when you tell people that you are reviewing a modern game this time, <laughs> they think it's going to be something like... I, uh, ooh, like um, Kratos's wacky adventures in the land of Oz. Yeah. Actually, that would be good. I would pay money to see Kratos oh, man. as the Wizard of Oz. He just like drinks the blood of those freaking <laughs> leprechauns or whatever they are. Leprechauns. <laughs> just tears, Munchkins. Just guts that lion and leaves it bleeding. <laughs> oh, someone please make this game. You're a fucking coward. Kratos in Oz. <laughs> Slits him from his fucking dick to his throat. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. <laughs> Poor lion. He didn't do nothing. He didn't deserve it. <laughs> you see, ruby slippers wouldn't fit him. Yeah. So he'd probably just get the witch, slice her legs off, sling him over his shoulder, and just walk there. <laughs> yellow, bit ro- yellow brick road be buggered. He's just going to go just tear a path through the countryside. I just want to see the look on Kratos' face when he climbs out of his house and is surrounded by these little bunchkins that are singing and... <laughs> We are the lollipop guild of the lollies. Just the look on his face as that is happening to him. <laughs> this, is, this, this is his version of hell, basically. basically and this is a guy who's literally been to hell. Yep. Oh, gosh. If there is a god, that's where he'll go. <laughs> he'll go to Oz. Uh, Good stuff. I just want to talk about that game. That, just an imaginary game. One day we should actually do that. We should actually just, review a game that doesn't exist and see real. if people call us out on it. <laughs> If so, nobody does, we know that nobody listens to us. That's a good test. Yeah. All right. We'll do that at some point. Put that on the back burner. That'll be our last our last episode ever. Actually, we already know what our last episode ever is going to be. It's going to be right. Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Yes. If, if you ever hear that, that means it's the last episode. Yeah. Watch out, people. That's, that's a sign of the end times. <laughs> um, so, yeah, pinball. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about it, AC. So, this is a, a, a VR pinball game. Yeah. So, this is, uh, of course, we did this in PS VR. Mm-hmm. This is Pinball FX2 VR. So, now, that series has a bit of a pedigree? It does, yeah. It's it's known for um, both original and licensed tables. Okay. So, they do make their own tables. Um, I think they're a bit more popular for their licensed ones. Sure. Uh, they had, um, so there is just Pinball FX, you know, popular enough series. Mm-hmm. There is Pinball FX. Uh, 2 which is just VR mm-hmm. and then there is Pinball FX3 which has a whole bunch of licensed tables you can kind of buy individually oh like DLC yeah yeah, yeah I mean, basically that, yeah. that seems to work that lends itself to that kind of model doesn't it really yeah, yeah it does you know, like you want to get the items family table alright that's $3 and you know, as far else. as I know they're all I, I don't know anything except other than the um, the game that we played today um about this series, I sure. kind of, I've kind of looked into it a little bit. Yeah, we can't really talk about the series, um, but I think a lot of their tables 
don't have a physical equivalent. In mm. fact, I'm pretty sure most of them don't because pinball as a physical entity is uh, is I'm, it's not dead. No, it's not dead, but it's very much more niche than it ever it was. It is very niche. Niche is the correct word for mm. that because there are still people putting out tables. But I think one of the major... Uh, m- one of the last major table makers actually lost a whole bunch of their licenses recently. Like, a right. whole bunch of them expired. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe it was Williams, whoever made the Adams Family one. Okay. That license expired recently, so they can't make parts or specific, yeah. like, re- license-related parts for that anymore, and they can't produce new ones. It's the stuff. aftermarket, if you like. That's what's constricting it a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't get the parts. You can't get the bits. Yeah. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, mm. So, basically... This is pinball in VR. Yeah. Uh, I bought just the, the basic pack, starter pack, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, $23 Australian. on, Australian mm-hmm. okay. on the PlayStation Store. It might be cheaper on Steam, probably is. It is available on Steam for uh, and um, for the Oculus, is that? Yeah, or Oculus Vive and or, the Vive, yeah. one or the other. We don't know, but yes. I should know. I do, I do usually know the mm. distinction there. It's just that... Maybe both. You know, yeah, I, I think that there is a lot of cross-platforming because they're just trying to get VR off the ground. When it's off, yeah. they'll probably restrict that stuff a little bit more. It almost seems if foolish if you're a developer to not sort of, you know, put it on as many platforms as possible because, like, the the audience is so limited if it's just one headset. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, you do, you do want to... You don't want to spread yourself thin in this market, trust me. Yeah. I played plenty of Game Dev Story and you got to... Yeah. You know, Game Dev Story... You got to develop for the systems that are the most popular ones, you know. Yep. You want the money? You want that money? Yeah. No Atari uh, <coughs> fifty-two hundred for us. That's right. <laughs> so basically, there are three tables in this. Mm. Um, they are Mars, Secrets of the Deep, and Epic Quest. Yeah. So we'll start with Mars first okay. of all. Uh, that's uh, Mars is the one off to the left. So there's kind of like a a big la- modern lo- kind of lounge room yeah. with a balcony outside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's just three tables. I think if you buy the DLC, of course, more tables will populate. You can go to a trophy room and stuff like that. It seems like there's space for more tables there. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Mm. Uh, so the Mars is on the left and it's uh, fair to say that it's the most basic table. Yeah, it's your beginner table, I suppose. Although I, you know, well, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't super easy or anything, but I think if you're a, a pro, a pinball pro, a pinball wizard even, uh, then then you might you know breeze through that one pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's uh, it's basically just a sci-fi effect. It's got a very reddish hues to it. Um, most of you know, there's not a lot going on at the top of the table. No. Uh, which is usually where a whole lot of what you, you know what I call the complications are, mm. um, and that is a watch term, not a pinball term. I'm not really au fait with all the pinball terminology, yeah, we but apologize. I kind of want to be actually. We're going to probably use the wrong words for things. We are, and we are. so, you know, just be aware of that. And, you know, if you don't like it, sorry. And you don't come up, don't come to us with your, for your latest pinball information. Yeah, That's you- all I can say. I do love pinball. <laughs> uh, so the Mars, the Mars table is, is a lot of fun. It's a good introductory sort of mode or table mm. just to get your bearings on. Now, when you play this, um, what were your first thoughts? All right. Well, look, um, I could keep the ball in play for a lot longer than I usually can on a pinball mm-hmm. machine. So that was good. What about the aesthetics? What about actually being in VR for this? Okay, so just the actual VR experience. Look, it's it's good because, I mean, okay, most video pinball that isn't VR, usually the way it works is the camera kind of follows the ball to some extent, right? Whether that's... So, okay, sometimes you can see the whole table on the screen and it doesn't scroll at all. Um, but that's less good, especially when you've got a widescreen TV. It doesn't really work very well. So usually what happens is that 
as the ball moves up and down the screen, the camera kind of pans up and pans down. Hmm. Which you can't really, unless you have a very small table yeah. on the screen, there's kind of no other way to do it. Yeah, it's the only, it's really just the only solution. Um, with the VR headset, suddenly uh, you have control over the camera using your head. So that really does change things in a subtle, but I think kind of pretty cool way. Hmm. Um, because... Okay, you now can choose um, to follow the ball with your eyes as you hit it up, up table, if you like. Yeah. Um, and you can also glance up at the screen, the monitor, and see, you know, what your score is or what, what your little mission or quest or whatever it is that you're, you're currently trying to achieve. Um, but doing that, like looking up or looking at the monitor or glancing around at all the distracting stuff that's happening in the background mm. is risky because you might lose track of where the ball is. Um, so there's this kind of like interesting thing where you're like, okay, I want to see where the ball is, but I also want to check whether what's happening on screen. And I feel like that's what happens when you're playing real pinball. I think so. You want to check, you want to check like, okay, what's my score? What's happening now? And then go back down to like, as you are in VR, you can actually physically move your head yeah. away from the table and you can have more of an overview. Yeah. This isn't perfect because the ball will blend in a little bit with the graphics. You know, it's not like, yeah. it's not, you can't replicate the silverness, the chrome of an actual, like, ball bearing. Yeah, yeah. No matter how good the graphics are, there's just something that's not quite real about it. Yeah, I did lose track of the ball a few times, mm. especially maybe the first table, like, because there's a lot of bumpers and stuff at the top of that table, and, like, mm. it's easy to sort of, like, even if you lean in and really look, it's still hard to see what, what the hell's going on. Um, and that's probably more of a something to do with the quality of PlayStation VR. Like, it's good enough. Mm. Um, but if you, you put your head in, and if you can actually kind of put your head through the table and it said out of view sort oh, of thing right. as well, if, wow. if, you, if you look too deep. Um, but you also said that there was some other distracting stuff. Yes. Now, there are all of these, if, no matter what you play, they'll have different kind of things happening on the table. On the table and off the table, yeah. yeah. So there, there's kind of like funny little cool effects which you might be able to do with like reflective glass and like LED lights and you know like little lasers and stuff like that on the table mm. but of course there are kind of what you would uh, call holograms and stuff kind of happening outside the table that kind of mimic yeah the theme yeah so like the Mars one has like kind of like there's, spaceshipy things yep there's and- spaceship there's aliens kind of walking around and like crawling up the side and yeah. it's cool but it it's distracting, but not in a bad way. I think it adds... Generally speaking, it's a good thing. Yeah. I think it, it adds a bit of flavour to it. And yeah, it's it does. Not, like, it's distracting, but you can choose to be distracted, I yeah. think. You know, like... Uh, You're very focused on the table, and I don't really tend to notice that unless you lose a ball. And then mm. that's when you kind of look around and go, oh, that was actually pretty cool. And then you kind of focus again. Yeah. I think what's more distracting is the stuff that's happening on the table that's not the game. So, mm. like, in... Okay, so the Mars one... There's a little robot that pops up at some point, like, yeah. and it's got like three or four legs, like a little spider robot thing. Yeah, yeah. And it like catches the ball for you and kind of like does stuff for you. But mm. while it's you know, it kind of dances around and moves in this spidery motion, and it is pretty distracting because it's right there on the table. It's not happening in the background. It's it's in your no, face for the most part. And it's part, right near the paddles as well. Yeah. It's right down the bottom there and the flippers. Yeah, yeah, the flippers. Sorry, thank you again. I, I said I would get the terminology wrong, and I was right. <laughs> so look, yeah. Um, most of this could be a, a fairly realistic table. You know, the ball physics are pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think even, they might even be a bit forgiving mm. in some places, actually, I like to say. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it is fun. They are, 
um, pretty, you know, the, the, the flippers are very responsive. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you use the bumpers on the controller. Yeah, it's really quite good the way they set up the controls. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is a lot of fun to play. Um, and so most of most, but not everything, what, what happens on the table is realistic to a certain extent. You know, there yeah. are holograms and stuff like that and tricks. But, you know, a, a spaceship, for the most part, other than maybe the first one, is not going to come down and, like, beam up your ball and put it somewhere else. Yeah. There are a couple of things that could happen, but normally wouldn't be part of a functional table for cost reasons. Yeah. That's like something true. like sucking a ball in and, you know, like flipping it out and, like, kind of pointing it, like, kind of popping it out yeah. in a very accurate kind of way. Um, so let's go to the other two tables. Okay. So the uh, second the, one is, what's it called? It is called Secrets of the Deep, which is a nautical uh, underwater theme. like a submariner kind of theme. Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah. And that one's, that one's cool. That's kind of more of a serious one, I want to say. I would say that's probably my favorite of, yeah, of the three. Yeah, I'd say it's my favorite as well. It's one the one that I probably did the best on, actually. Mm. I did very badly at it, but that's kind of been my experience mm. with all pinball. So. There's, there's like a little sub and you can get the... the, the every time you, you do a certain pattern of things, the sub kind of moves closer and it can spit out extra balls if you get it, you know, towards the top, which is it's on the right-hand side yeah, uh, near the, um, the ball spring, the trigger. And it has like a little top table section almost like a like there's there's flippers there's two set, a set of flippers at the top of the table as yeah, well. Yeah, I do I do love a good set of top flippers. Yeah, there's probably an actual name for that, like mm. a top table or something like that. But I do love it mm. when there is another set of flippers. Yeah, it's right cool. up the top because it's like, just, ooh, it's yeah, a little game up here. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like bonus pinball almost. Yeah, that's fun. And that's just enjoyable. That's probably my favorite one. So there are sharks and stuff swimming around next to you on on the other side of the table. It definitely reminded me of that of that like diving um, VR thing. Oh that, yeah, in, yeah, on the PlayStation VR Worlds, mm. whatever it is. Yeah, like that shark was pretty distracting. But in, again, in a cool way. Yeah, like, you can ignore it if you want. Yeah, but if you want to, like, you can look at it, and it's in VR, so it feels like it's coming at you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's fun. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So that was. Um, that was probably the my favorite table. Yeah. The last one is Epic Quest, which is a medieval like knight. F- like sort of fantasy theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, and when, um, so Maria was playing this, I put her in there and she was, she was having a good time. You know, she worked out pinball pretty quickly. She doesn't play a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this kind of, this knight, I suppose you'd call him, kind of like saddles up on a horse next to the table and goes, oh, by Jove, or something just, ugh, creepy. Because he looks, he's about like probably four or five feet tall. This like little weird, and he doesn't look like a real human. He looks like a fucking, like puppet or something. The Thornberries, I think. Yeah. Or the, by, the, the guy with the big kind of bushy mustache yes. from that cartoon, that Nickelodeon cartoon. I, I didn't really watch it, but I've seen the meme of that guy. Mm. Um, smashing, I think it is. He's always saying smashing. <laughs> and he kind of looks like that, but like a medieval guy and creepier. Yeah, it's it's definitely disconcerting. And like that's probably the most distracting of the background. Yes, he is. Because he, he does things. talk to you and does try to distract you. Mm. It's almost like this is deliberate. Yeah, you know? it does. Um, so this one, I, I'd say is the most gimmicky. Mm. It's got paddles and it's got like little jack-in-the-boxes if you hit like, you know, little boing-boing, you know, little little jack-in-the-box will come out and yeah, and like a little joke trigger. There's like a little, you know, six-inch tall version of that night guy like sort of swaying around and dancing and doing stuff on the table as well. Mm. Like, yeah. And there's a lot of, it seems the most sort of like mission-focused, if you like. You know the way that like pinball machines will like 
give you a little quest or something where it's like, okay, you have to like hit this thing five times or like do this sequence of things. Like that table seems to be like all about that. Yeah, which is um, good because it gives you, it kind of runs the full, you know, there's there's the simple table, the com- more complex table, and there's the gimmicky table. Mm. This one actually had gimmicks where you need to, there's like a little like um, made sort of, like made Marion-esque sort of figure that kind of turns around. Mm. And in, if you can get enough balls in there, something will happen. Gotta get balls in the mouth, mate. Gotta do it. Balls deep, mate. Balls deep. Many, many a balls. <laughs> Anyways. I, I'm surprised it took us 16 minutes of us reviewing pinball to get to that joke. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty restrained, really. Mm. We should we should be graduated. So there was a um there's also like a paddle, like a like a, a water wheel. Yes. That um you if you manage to hit it in there, it'll take it to like a little top area um of like the um top left-hand corner of the table. Yeah. And there's a little flipper there as well that you can... There's one flipper, yeah, which you need to get perfectly to get down somewhere else to yeah. go into, like, a, a special hole. Takes from those little rails thing. And yeah. I'm not sure if that's the right word. Again, everything I say, I feel like, mm. this is the right word. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, the, the, little, um, the little tracks up the top will yeah. lead to... And if you do it enough times, something cool will happen. You'll get more balls. I think I got a lot more balls in the... Um, uh, in the second table, Secrets of the Deep, like I got multiple balls. And they're, they're a lot of fun. The great thing about that is that when you do get multiple balls, they interact. Because the, I don't know, I get the feeling that this table is actually a little bit smaller than an actual table. It okay. be like a physical table. Mm. Because these balls interacted a lot. Like yeah. they keep smashing into each other. And it, all, it was almost like they were showing off that these balls do interact. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they kind of go clank, clank, clank. Mm. Um, it was pretty fun. It, it added a random element to it. But this game, this was more, as you said, it's it's more quest, you know, I don't want to say story, but kind of more... Like, there's just tons of little, like, so, like, you know those light-up things? Like, I don't know how to describe this, but, like, you know, on pinball machines, there'll be these little, like, spots that light up as yeah, you, like, achieve lamps, things, yeah. you know? And and this table is just, like, covered in them. Like, there's probably, like, 40 or 50 of them at the bottom of the, mm. of the table. And you just you know like I've got to I've got to like light up so many little things. It definitely just makes you feel like there's a lot to do on this table. Yeah, exactly. Know? I think I think you need to actually look at the screen a bit more. Yes. And that's, this is my problem: is that I was so focused on the ball, I did mm. not look at the screen once. Yeah. And sometimes you need to look to see what you need to do because there's a little like a little periscope thing that will swallow your ball in the second table, and you actually need to press X to fire it in a certain direction. Yeah. And I didn't even know that. I was just waiting for it to spit it, spit it back out because it will just do it randomly after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of little little things that it's easy not to notice. Yeah. On a real pinball table, I kind of notice a bit more because, I don't know, there's something more physical about yeah. you knowing where the ball's going to be and then you can look up quickly and see your points or, oh, extra ball, cool, and then you look back down. Mm. But you're so focused on the ball here. And what you have to remember is that you are looking down. Yeah. Like, you can't position the pinball table in VR in front of you. No. You keep having to always look down at the table. It's so. a funny thing to be in a VR headset and be looking at your knees, essentially. Yeah, it's, a yeah. weird, it's a weird thing. It took me a while to kind of get comfortable with that. Yeah. You know? I think it's probably more... It's better if you're actually standing up and doing it, but we were sitting down. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I, I, maybe I should try it standing up next time. Hmm. So, before we go to the recommendation... Mm-hmm. Um, do you play a lot of pinball in real life, or have you played a lot of pinball before? No, I'm. A, hmm, I think I've played a little bit more pinball than, say, like your average millennial. Yeah. But that being said, like I'm pretty much a pinball newbie. 
Um, whenever I had a couple of bucks and I was at the arcade, I, I would usually, well, like 99% of the time, I would put that into a into an arcade game, yeah. not, not a pinball machine. Definitely. Because it felt like, well, this is my chance to play Final Fight or, you know, whatever. So I'm going to, you know, Sunset Riders or something. So um, it always seemed much more appealing to do that than, like, put money into a pinball machine and potentially waste that money. Um, so... It's always something that I felt like I would love to spend more time with this and get better at it. But no, to answer your question, I'm not much of a pinball guy really at all. Um, How about you, AC? Have you spent a lot of time? Have you had a period in your life where you played a lot of pinball machines? I have. I didn't understand pinball at first. Uh, And when I say that, I mean, when I was younger, I saw more pinball machines than arcade machines. Yeah. Because... And if I did see an arcade machine, uh, I really wanted to play it. My parents would always say no. For whatever reason, I would occasionally play pinball more than I was arcades because my dad is a cheapskate. <laughs> uh, and, you know, there's something more physical about... I always loved the look of pinball machines. Yeah. When I was younger, I used to play them a bit. And, you know, my aunt, you know, when I was small, my arms would barely fit around the side of a, of a table, yeah. to, you know, to get the flipper buttons. Mm-hmm. But... Um, as I got older, I kind of worked out, uh, like, I guess when I was a kid, pinball, there was always this one unfair point, Mm. like that there is always this space between the flippers Mm. that the ball, no matter what you do with your flippers can always fall down. Yeah. And that always seemed unfair to me. It's like, oh, if you, if you don't do this correctly, there's always an out and they always get your money and stuff. Yeah. But if there was a way to not do that, then expert players would just never leave the table that's They'd just right be playing forever yeah so it's it's kind of something that you just got to accept and move on with your life with it's part of like the whole pinball thing it is yeah. like it's, it's you're gonna lose at some point yeah and look as i got older i kind of worked stuff out like it I started playing and I kind of figured out, oh, okay, I can actually stay on this table for a while, but I wasn't doing so well. And then I figured out, oh, you meant there's sequences. You meant to kind of hit this thing two times and this one and this one. Mm. And as I kind of got a bit older, I got better at it. And then I just lost interest in pinball. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like a life choice. Like, am I going to make pinball Mm. a big part of my life or not? And if the answer, the answer is, is no, no yeah. then you're not going to really ever get good at pinball. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not good at it. Yeah. But uh, my uncle in uh, Bomaderry in uh, the south coast of New South Wales or central coast or south coast, it's called south coast, mm-hmm. um, did actually have a pizza shop and he had a couple of tables oh, in there. Cool. And so we were allowed to play those now and again. And I would get frustrated because I wasn't good at it. And then when I was about 18, 19, I did actually play a bit more mm. at uh, Capital Capital Pinball oh, in the city, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You know, when I went out drinking with my mates and stuff. <clears throat> but yeah, after a while, I would play a table if I saw it. But once again, I would always drift towards arcade machines. Yeah. And I don't know, like I've, I, I keep playing them now and again and I really appreciate them. Mm. But now that I'm in my mid to late 30s. Yeah. 37. I do actually have a hankering to own a table. Mm. I don't know which table. I, it could, it might be any random table, but it's not just, and I can't buy one because I have no room. Like, there's no way I could fit a pinball table into my game yeah, room. Yeah, your it's game's room is already full. pretty it's, shockers. Yeah, it's really full. Mm. But I, I love the idea of not just owning one to become good at pinball, but I love the mechanical aspect of looking after one. And I think that's what people hate, is that they require a lot of maintenance. These things are real expensive. Like, you're not going to get a, a decent table for anything under possibly five grand you know like a really good decent table yeah and then the maintenance cost and everything yeah and yeah. there's something like the you know all the mechanics and the lights and the lamps and everything in the inside that's kind of what i want to screw around with and look after 
It's like that that part of the pinball machine owning experience that people hate is actually the part that you want. I just want to get in there and just have a, you know, just look at it. And tinker with it. Tinker, yes. Yeah. That is exactly kind of what I... And I, I, I break it because I, you know, eventually would. But <laughs> it would be fun to have your own pinball table with the sights and sounds and the ding, ding, ding. Totally. It'd be yeah. a great thing to have your mates around. Like, I feel like pinball machines are different to arcades because pinball blends itself much more to, like, you've had a few beers... You've got a m- bunch of your mates standing around and you just have a laugh while you're playing pinball. Whereas well, arcade machines feel much more like solitary, like you're focused. You're mm. trying to beat Sagat in Street Fighter 2. It's like, this isn't, you don't want to be drunk for this. You've got to be sober. You've got to be freaking on your game. You know what I mean? Like, Well, yeah, I mean, I um, guess that's the thing about arcades, though, is that they blend in a bit better. You always see an arcade and it's not out of place if it's just in the middle of someone's room. Yeah. Like, it, it's cool that it's there, but you don't go, <clears throat> that's weird. You say, oh, well, you got to you got a pinball. That's awesome. Yeah. you got a table. It's much more impressive, a pinball, in some ways. I think back in the day it wasn't because mm. it felt, like, archaic. Like, look at this mechanical thing. Mm. Look at this ancient technology. But now it's like, wow, you've got this, like, like complicated machine in your house with all these little bells and whistles. Like, literally, bells and whistles. Yeah. And you're somehow keeping it alive. <laughs> it's it's a feat. It, a it really is. Yeah. I love that. I just love that. Um, I just love that kind of <clears throat> pinball culture as well. Yeah. But um, so we've already talked for 25 minutes about this. Okay. Robbie, uh, quick recommendation. Yes or no? Look, it seems like a very good video pinball game. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I think the VR aspect adds something to it that you don't get from other pinball games. I think this is a good use case for VR mm. because it's a physical thing that you're kind of replicating. I think that works well with VR. I think... Other games, perhaps less, but when it's like there's a big box with lights in it and you're standing in front of it, it's sort of just VR just seems to work really well with mm. that. Yeah, so I, I definitely recommend, again, with that caveat, do you like pinball even a little bit? If you do and you've got some spare bucks, you know, you could do worse for your VR, especially if you own a VR headset and you're like, what game can I play on mm. my VR headset? Well, you know, you can get this on Steam or, or the PlayStation Store. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, my recommendation is that it is... Uh, worth getting if you have VR. Mm. It's not too expensive. But uh, one of the good things about this is that it is like pinball in general is pick up and play. It's um, easy to play, difficult to master, which means that you can you can just, you know, go around and tear around for 10, 15 minutes, lose and go, oh, I had fun. Mm. Um, and you can keep playing video pinball because, you know, you don't have to keep putting coins into it, which is good. Yes. <laughs> uh, the only problem is this is not, because you're in VR, it's not as social yeah. as other pinball games that's can true. be. That's true, yeah. But this is something that's good to uh, have if you're a fan of pinball and you cannot afford or do not have the space for a table. Yeah. You just kind of want to go in. And this is just a great pick up and play game. As I said, just go in there go into vr and just you know oh just play 15 minutes 20 minutes of pinball have a great time that's it mm. you know you don't not not a big time sink, not, not a big, big investment no it's yeah not, which is really good sometimes especially in vr and with that uh, it's time for game life talk okay ac you apparently have a life and play games sometimes so why don't you tell me about that stuff oh boy i'm i'm afraid the past three weeks or so i've actually thrown a bit of a rob Oh dear. So you've been playing a whole lot of like deep strategy games and like really nerdy RPGs and stuff like that? Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Nothing but the PRGs and the real straight... What was that other thing you said? (laughs) Anyway, no, um, I've actually been a little... Busy with my life and my my work job. Oh, the which other I do Rob for stuff. The, yes. yeah. yep. You know that thing where you keep coming on and saying, 
oh man, I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't been playing any games, but then you managed to waffle on for half an hour anyway. <laughs> you got a plan to do that? <laughs> it works pretty well. I, uh, I haven't actually been playing a whole lot of games recently. I have not been in the mood. Um, I've been, I played like another hour or so of um, Muramasa. So I'm loving that game, but I just have not been feeling particularly motivated recently. Sure. Which is, and that's not just for that game, it's for all games. Mm, mm. Uh, and the, the longer I put off that game, I feel like there's this sword hanging over me that like I'm failing my duties as someone who is meant to be reviewing games. And especially as the, this is like a, a f- the favorite of, you know, the, um, the fifth Beatle. Yes, that's right. Uh, Elchan, friend mm-hmm. of the show and occasional guest star on the show, uh, who gave me this game very generously uh, with the caveat that I actually had to do it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to, and I'm loving the game, but the more I'm putting it off, the more stressed I become about it. It's like it's almost like uh, you're like, oh, I should be playing that game. And then when you have some free time, you're like, well, I don't want to just do this chore. Yeah, I, no, know, but the thing yeah. is, like, after I play it for an hour, I get into it and I go, yeah, this is great. This is great. But as soon as I, like, get out of it, I don't feel motivated to get back into it again. Sure. And there's nothing to do with the game. It's just that my life is, is very busy. There's been a lot of changes at my work. Um, we're down a couple of people which means that there's more responsibility on the rest of us, which isn't the worst thing. You know, I'm learning new skills. I'm doing a whole lot of interesting stuff, but yeah. it means I am coming home buggered. Yeah. And uh, my my daughter just turned two. Mm-hmm. Birthday was last weekend. Yeah, that was great. It was. It was. We had a nice party. You came. I did. I brought my little girl, and, uh, and she was having a lot of fun, actually, by the end of it. Yeah. They had a, they had a really good time together. May freaked out a couple of times because there was a whole bunch of people yeah some many of whom she didn't really recognize she can't remember her last birthday party no this is like very new to her Mm. and there was this there was this one person there and you got to remember that may is um because she's sight impaired Mm. uh is very her um hearing plays a very you know much more important role uh, and it was very noisy here but there was this one woman Mm. uh, who was a friend of maria's Mm. who was just you know, in her, you know, late 40s, early 50s or something, mm. he was just going, oh, poor May, I think she's a bit overwhelmed by all of this. <laughs> it, was, it was like she kept kind of talking at to, to be heard over everyone else, kind yeah. of almost shouting at May. She's got that and kind May of voice freaked just... out a bit, I yeah. think. And, like, she was very not self-aware of May's kind of... Uh, personal situation in all of this yeah, is like yeah. going on and i kept having to take her to the room to stack blocks for a little while and that calms her down then she wanted to play with ruby and the other mia chan who's the other kid there yeah and so it was it was good for her when everyone left i think she felt a bit relieved and she was kind of more <laughs> active you know it's a real birthday party when everyone leaves and you're like oh thank god for that yeah. <laughs> yeah. it was a good time though i think going forward though there's going to be less adults and more children at these things sure. you know or we're going to go to a bigger place like a playground or i think that will like happen that. naturally yeah as she gets yeah. older and has more friends and things and exactly yeah yeah so may's birthday went uh went really well but the next day which was her actual birthday she was sick Oh, dear. Um, a bit of... Um, a cold? Or? No, no, it was uh, a bit of gastro. Oh, dear. Okay. And for some reason in my head, I get gastro and diphtheria mixed up. <laughs> That's pretty... Yeah, they're pretty different. Very, very different. Uh, you know, you don't usually die from gastro. Look, man, sometimes I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I don't know why that's mixed up in my head. Yeah, my child's got the dip. No, mm. she doesn't. But uh, she was pretty sick. She slept, like, seriously... 20 hours out of 24 hours. Oh, yeah. 
and we were worried, but she was she was breathing okay, and she didn't, you know, want to do anything, so we just let her sleep. Mm. So today, the Saturday after, we took her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took her to the dying Toys R Us, because yeah. they're closing down in this country as well. Mm-hmm. We got her some toys. Uh, we got her a little plastic trolley, which she likes. And I got me a uh, 25th anniversary Sonic thing. Is it a toy? It, yeah, it's an action. I suppose you'd call it a posable action figure. Okay. He's got like a chili dog and a, and a ring. <laughs> which cool. you can, and you can pose him in almost any kind of different uh, kind of pose that you want. I'm already laughing internally. Yeah, exactly. This is where this is going. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know you. That, I don't that poor Sonic... <laughs> Because it was on special, and I just—is he shoving the chili dog up his bum? Is, he? is that what he's made him do? I just all I'm going to say is that I kind of want to get my hands on a Mr. Potato Head and just kind of interchange parts. <laughs> uh, so yeah, because I think you can you can swap his mouth or something like that. At least that's what it looks like. I haven't taken it out of the box. And it's like a diorama. It's the um, it's got like the Green Hill Zone kind of look to nice. it. Okay. Uh, and I just thought, oh, that's a bit of fun. Uh, we had a gift card, which we had to use, but you had to spend up to the uh, amount of the gift card. So we had a $50 gift card, which means we had to get $100 worth of stuff mm. to use the $50, and we only had to pay $50 uh, because this thing's going to receive a ship. Right. Uh, and we just forgot we had that card. Right. Uh, so if you did give us that card, I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't me. Um, so it was, but we, you know, we got a lot of stuff. We got some stuff for my uh, niece and nephew's next birthday and we got lots of stuff for May. Cool. And we ended up going to uh, Ikea. <laughs> we got her a little, a little wooden play kitchen set because yeah. we're trying to get her used to the idea of kitchens because we don't let her into our kitchen because it's bloody dangerous. Yes. And we need to get her to the tactile sensation of what, you know, instrument, you know, what, things do yeah so definitely i think uh when ruby comes around she'll have fun playing with that little kitchen as well i've had my eye on one of those things for a while now i got my kid like a little like plastic sort of version Mm. but yeah you've got the deluxe the the deluxe you know child's kitchen and so i'm sure ruby uh, ruby will just love that it's it's pretty cool it's real real metal things which you buy separately of course of course yes that's one thing that pissed me off is when i realized that okay all the utensils come separate yeah oh that putting that thing together though took me two and a half hours and the instructions especially if you're not wearing your glasses like you should they're not clear like there's little notches in things yeah which you know obviously it's meant to be obvious you're meant to put it this way around so i had to like take half of it apart and put it back together again because I didn't see this little notch in yeah. the way things were meant to go. Bloody hell. I just I hate IKEA so much. <laughs> Almost as much as Pepsi. Actually I think I hate IKEA more than Pepsi. And then mm, Qantas comes like a third. Qantas is certainly up there. <laughs> Qantas can die in a in a tire fire. I'm Com- sure they will one day. Compiling my mental list of businesses that AC hates. <laughs> we should just do a podcast about it. Uh, oh we already do. <laughs> That's pretty much Game Life Ba- brand, brand, bland, Brands. brand hatred, Australia, <laughs> bland hatred. I don't know. Um, we'll workshop that title. Oh, it needs it. <laughs> so the other two things I've been doing is uh, Supernova in Sydney, which is like the yeah. pop culture convention. There, you went, went to there. a nerd convention. Oh, I did indeed. Yeah. Oh, it was it was good. I went there with um, with Ben, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of ours in Sydney. It was it was just a fun day. <clears throat> hanging out with Ben, going there. Nice. Um, I did cosplay. I was probably the, I'm guessing, the only one there mm-hmm. to represent 
Australian science fiction. I yeah. went to Silverthorn. It's kind of depressing when you think about it. Yeah. That, like, there's very little Aussie sci-fi at an Aussie sci-fi convention. Yeah. Yep. That's food for thought. It, uh, it gets more depressing because no one recognized me. <laughs> I wanted This was on my bucket list. I wanted to do this once while I had long hair and I could do the ponytail thing up the top of my head, mm. you know, with the... With the big kind of, um, you know, the big belt and the Silverthorn. Just type in Silverthorn. You'll see what I mean. Uh, ben drew some tattoos on me and stuff like that. I think people knew I was cosplaying. They didn't know who I was meant to be cosplaying. Yeah. Uh, and that was, it was, it was fun. Even if no one recognized me. Oh, look, man. It I was think... still fun. It was, it was, a, it was a good time. Look, if, if, if you're, look, put it this way. If you're cosplaying as an anime girl and you're not Sailor Moon or one of the Sailor Moons. <laughs> I will not recognize. I will be like, that's an anime girl of some sort. I don't know which one you are. I don't know. <laughs> Just like, there were a lot of uh, anime girls there, and yeah. uh, a lot of them were wearing corsets. It yeah. was. Um, I should go to one of these things I see for reasons that are not, you know. Look, it, I, I don't bad. usually say stuff like this because it's horribly sexist, but um, the cups th- runneth over. <laughs> yep. Uh, it was. It was. There was. There was. There was. Some of these cosplays were magnificent. Not in. Mm. Not in like a creepy sexual way. Some of them just had so much work put in them. It yeah. was just a marvel to look at them. Mm. But I wanted to dress as Silverthorn once to go to one of these biggest, you know, kind of conventions of its kind in Australia for no one to recognize me. Were you, were you like? Did you have any expectation that anyone recognize you? I mean, you to be hoping. fair, there was there was a chance maybe someone did. Yeah. But didn't come up to me and say anything. You know because. Mm. Not, not, not everyone has the self-confidence to go up to a random person dressed like a 90s villain and say, hey, wow, are you that guy from that 90s TV series? Because you're, re- you're revealing a lot about yourself when you do that. You do, yes. Yes, no, <laughs> everything you need to know about, about me kind of comes out in Silverthorn. <laughs> he uh, destroyed half the world, the Northern Hemisphere, actually, which yeah, is good news. That's, good the, news. that's the bad part. That anyway. is the bad part. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dickheads it's, up there. <laughs> it's like, there's Trump. Okay, I've got a foolproof plan. There's going to be some casualties. <laughs> There will be some collateral damage. You know, I think most Americans right now would say, fucking yeah, okay, let's do this shit. Just be the us and friggin' Brazil or something. <laughs> the penguins. Don't forget them penguins. Is Brazil in Southern Hemisphere? I don't know now. I don't I'm, f- I'm, I'm, now I'm thinking they're probably not. They're probably equatorial or something. Maybe. Yeah. But I'm sure bits of Brazil are. God, I'm an ignorant. If only I had uh, Cody Goff's enormous map behind me, <laughs> and I would know. Nice I, reference. I, I would be able to check. Oh, come on. Even I think the only reason Cody has that stuff is to make himself look intelligent. I don't think he actually knows there are other countries other than the United States. Hey, why do you think I own all those books, AC? <laughs> I certainly ain't reading them. <laughs> i got to stretch back with a little assassins. This will impress all the no one that comes to my house. <laughs> Trust me, I come to your house occasionally and I'm not impressed at all. <laughs> He's definitely not. Uh, I'll, I'll quickly uh, just touch on... Um, the pretty much the one game that I've actually sunk any time into. Okay. And that was uh, Luminous. Oh, yeah. The PSP game. Yeah. It's been re-released recently. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, been re- just on all the modern platforms. It's uh, kind of a... Not quite a rhythm game. It's more of a puzzle game with cool music, which you don't have to play along to the beat, but there's like a sweeping motion that when you get a perfect square... Of colors, and there's only two colors in the whole game. Mm. It'll delete them, and then you know you can get combos and stuff. And but that doesn't happen automatically. You've got to wait for this sweeper to come across the screen, mm. identify what's there, and then it takes them away. So it's a, it's a neat mechanic, uh, and the music to it is really cool as well. So it's mm. actually quite a relaxing game, and you know you you can fuck up a lot, and you won't die immediately. Mm. Sometimes you can get yourself out. Sometimes you can't. 
It takes a little bit of getting used to, um, but I did not buy the updated version. I just played my PSP version. Sure. Because I hadn't really given it a proper go. And there'd been all this talk, and I went, oh, I want to play that. Start, I had to charge my PSP first. And here's the thing. <laughs> Nintendo DS, haven't pl- didn't play it for like six months, plugged it in, still holds a full charge. Mm-hmm. PSP, pff, fucking yeah. no. You yeah. could have played it three days ago. It wouldn't hold anything. That battery is just not... It's not good. And a yeah. lot of the original PSP batteries are swelling. Like the battery really? covers will literally not fit on them properly anymore. So not made to last. No. I think they were going for something and at the time it worked mm. and could be hacked real fucking easily. But it, uh, yeah, it, it was. It's a different beast. Yeah, it really, really is. So I had a lot of uh, fun playing that, cool. and that was just kind of my uh, my Thursday night. I gave it to Maria. Okay, how does she do? Uh, she basically got like seven new skins. I said, "Oh, you'll like this. You love puzzle games. I'm meant to be studying." She's trying to get a, a, like a diploma in auditing at the moment. Okay, and she's like, she, and then I just came back an hour later, and she was still going, "I need to die. I need to die, but I can't die." She's really good at, it. and she unlocked wow. a whole bunch of stuff for me, which is she's cool. a savant. I swear to God. Yeah, she she's um, panel de pon or Tetris attack, what we call over here. Mm. She can finish it on hardest mode in like half an hour. She's just awesome at those games. I feel like you could give her any game, really, and she would, given enough time, become really, really good at it. Yeah. You know, she's just that kind of person. Yeah. She just picks everything up really quickly. Yeah, it's fascinating. So I've had, I had a lot of fun with Luminous. Um, I want to keep <clears throat> playing it, but it also involves keeping my PSP charged, which is not the, <laughs> the easiest diff- thing to do. It's difficult. It's bleeding energy. Every- it, it really does. Yeah. Uh, and I've also got... Um, I've, I did also get a Mega EverDrive. So oh, it's, yes. It's an EverDrive, mm-hmm. but for the Mega Drive. Yeah. So the Mega EverDrive, version 7, the highest one you can get. I will just say quickly, I do... I like it, but it is difficult to get it working properly okay. because you need a certain type of memory card, like FAT32, not FAT16. Okay. <laughs> uh, it had to be formatted a certain way, and it did work, but not everything worked, and there's region restrictions, and if you want to play stuff from the CD-ROM, you need to have the BIOS. I haven't figured everything out. I was so tired on Friday night when I got it. I played a couple of games, and I just went... I'm tired. I just, I, I am just tired. I just want to go to bed. So mm. I haven't picked it up again. Yeah. I was a bit frustrated at the time, but if I can get this thing working, having all of my Mega Drive stuff in one place, including thirty-two yeah. um, X, that sounds very tempting. And the, and the Mega CD, awesome. No need to have your Mega Drive being sort of like. No, I think you still need the actual CDs in the CD drive, okay. which I have already most of the CDs that I want for that. Or you can burn them because there's no copy protection on those ones. So I am happy to do that. Let me just put it that way cool. if I need to. But I'm, I'll always go original first. Uh, it's just because I have like six different Mega Drives. And this plays Master System games as well. Nice. So having all of that in one place seems like such a good idea. It I just does. hope I can get it to work. Okay. Well, maybe we'll come back to that next episode. We will. I need to progress. Yeah. We, we might do a system review on it. Yeah. Uh, because that might be interesting after I figure it out. Anyway, Robbie, I've been talking and I'm saying who's my voice. All right. Uh, I tried to get through that as quickly as I could, but uh, didn't. <laughs> That's fine. I did. I really did do a Rob. <laughs> yep. It's amazing what you can spin out of nothing, really, isn't All it? Right. Like Rumpelstiltskin's over here, friggin' spinning gold out of straw. <laughs> All right. Uh, me and my life and games and balance thereof. It's been it's been a time, AC. I've, I've been... I'm going to coin a phrase here. Mm. 
I've been stressing the fuck out, AC. It's been a bloody time for me the last three weeks. I, usually I hear from you during the week. I'll mm-hmm. hear like the odd like little crack of a joke or we'll line each other. I haven't heard anything from you. Yeah, I've been I've been in the trenches, AC. I've been <clears> battling. <throat> I've been doing some real life shit. Um, so let's start from the top. Um, I labored under the what I now know to be false impression mm-hmm. that I may have had skin cancer. So that's fun. Um, okay, this I did hear about. Yes. And it was it was a very brief text. I was like, oh, yeah, I've been really stressed because uh, I thought I was dying with cancer, but I didn't have cancer, which is good, but I'm, I'm still really stressed. <laughs> and I read this one and I went, as a good friend, I should really not ignore this message. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, I think that was in response to your tweet of like, why isn't the podcast out yet? <laughs> That was, yeah. I was, I think, I think I was a bit more subtle than that. No, I think you I was like, like podcast. I was saying, like, how's the podcast editing going? Yeah, which is like my version of look. Nobody cares if this thing's out on Tuesday, but I need to remind you sometimes to get it out at all. Sometimes, look, sometimes I legitimately forget. Yeah, you know. Um, but you had you had a pretty good excuse this time. You may have been dying. <laughs> yeah, it was bad of butt cancer. Yeah, or look, skin I, cancer. I had a th- I've had a thing on my face for a long time now. It's a little like I thought it was a pimple scar for mm. a long time. And at some point it dawned on, I think it was when my daughter pointed at my face and said, what's that? And I was like, okay, I probably need to get this checked. <laughs> so I went to a, the GP and I was like, I got this thing. I, I was, I was there for like something else. Like I had a couple of days off cause I was like, had a you know, cough or something. And I was like, well, you know, while I'm here, GP, um, I got this thing on my face. It's been worrying me for a little while now. And, um, I told him like, it's been there for a while, maybe over a year. And I don't, it may have changed size I'm not sure and he didn't want to touch it with a barge pole he was like I am sending you to a specialist he did not want to give me his opinion so did you go to a dermatologist I did that took um, so that <clears throat> took a while to get a booking <clears throat> so this is all like a lengthy process but as time ticked I got more and more and more stressed by it because of course you do and this is the way my brain works is that like the longer something takes the more I think about it and then I work myself up into a friggin lather of, of, of stress so Went to the dermatologist, um, feeling very worried. Um, like, I mean, it's, it sounds really silly in retrospect now that I know that it's not skin cancer. But at the time, I was like, I was really working on like, okay, if I get told that I don't have long to live, I have to, I have to like come to peace with that. So that was where my mind was at, which is a fucking weird place to be, mm. you know. For most people, we don't. We spend most of our lives, especially in the 21st century, like not thinking about death and like really doing everything we can to kind of avoid thinking about it, really. Um, so to sort of spend a few weeks um, really dwelling on that was, yeah, difficult. So they came um, back and they said it's not cancer. Yeah, the dermatologist took one look at it and was very dismissive immediately, which was a great relief. Yeah. Like he, was already, like he was like, oh, that looks like nothing. And then he kind of like went and then he kind of like took a closer look and yeah. then he got a He got another expert to come in and have another look and they all they both agree that like it's nothing that's good um so that was a real relief but that was that was fun <laughs> um, so not so uh, yeah when i got home from that from that appointment i was like i had a nice big drink of wine i was like you know thank goodness i'm not dying basically <laughs> it's, a, it's a really it's a very quick path to being happy good good like recommendation for my listeners if you want to be happy um Worry about dying and then get told that you're not dying. <laughs> That's good. That's a good I mean, way. you could get hit by a bus any second. But, yeah. You know, there's no prescription for that. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, then I had a whole bunch of car issues. So I had to get my car registered. So I've been... Re- you mean re-registered? Re-registered, or? yeah. So what, I, so what happened? What was it? A carburetor? You brought a <clears throat> gasket? What? What are we talking? So, I, so I've been borrowing... 
a car that's not mine. I've been driving my uncle's car for a long time now. Um, and the plan was, well, once the rego runs out, once the New South Wales, which is a different state, we live in a different state. Oh, once that registration okay. runs out, I will get it switched over to the ACT registration. Okay. So what happens is what you need to do in you that scenario. You get a roadworthy. You get a roadworthy certificate. I took it to a very reputable place, Kmart Tire and Auto Services <laughs> in Gungahlin, <clears throat> in my ignorance. Yes. And they I, see. I could have told how do you, how you, do you to think, take it. How do you think this is going to play out? AC? Okay, my brother is a mechanic. Sure, but so he, I, he cannot issue these, mm. especially for friends and family. But he can tell you where to take these things for a reputable place, which can tell you an honest opinion yes. and what to fix if it needs fixing. So how do you think it went when I took my car to Kmart Tire and Auto? I'm and surprised they didn't take it out the black and back and try and bury it. <laughs> so I get a phone call. Yep. Saying, oh, yeah, I've got some bad news for you. I've got about three grand worth of work that needs to be done on this on this car. I'm like looking at my bank account. I've got $100 in my bank account, I see. <laughs> okay. Yep. I'm like, I will have to get back to you about that. Called my uncle who has a truck and um, machinery business. You know, he, he knows cars and he knows, yep. you know. Is Mac? Yes, he knows vehicles yep. in a way that I, I definitely do not. Pansy boy, intellectual Rob doesn't know cars. No. Um, so I told him the quote. He was immediately concerned that this looked really inflated. We went. I took my car to um, his farm. Yeah. And uh, he jacked it up. He we we changed the brake pads. He, so one of the things that they said was the brake pads yep. were worn down. He had a look at the brake pads. He was like, "Yes, they are definitely worn down." So we replaced those. Mm-hmm. Um. But there were some other things on the quote that seemed a bit dodge. Like the guy said that the middle muffler needed replacing, right? So what this is, again, I do not know this. This is something I've been told. So feel free to correct me. Yeah. But my uncle said, mufflers are made of stainless steel. They don't wear out. The only way that you can ruin a muffler is by hitting, driving over a rock or something like that that physically damages the muffler. There are bits of a muffler that can wear down. Mm. Uh, I had a 1984 Corolla, which was my first drivable car, not my actual first car, my first drivable car. Mm -hmm. Um, Technically, my first car was a Hillman Gazelle, actually. 57 (laughs) Hillman Gazelle. It it was given to me, but I wasn't old enough to drive. By the time I was old enough to drive, my dad just went, fucking no, you're not getting anywhere near like a nice car like this. I'm going to give you like an 80s Toyota. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dad, lovely bloke. Um, <laughs> there are bits of a muffler. Something actually r- like rusted off. Yeah. And like stainless steel doesn't do that that easily. That's mm. for sure. Um, but there was a part and a muffler does exactly what it says on the box. It muffles the sound yeah, exactly. of an engine. So if, you're, if your car sounds loud, that might be an indication yeah, that your muffler my car is- started to sound like a V8. Yeah. And I was actually kind of going, yeah, you know, my, <laughs> sounds like my, my, you know, my 84 Corolla, dingiest car ever. Sick sounds ass, like bro. it's got a V8 under the hood. <laughs> that is not exactly, you know, obviously it was just the muffler. There are bits that can wear out, but if it's mm. the actual middle section, mm. probably not, no. Yeah, so we went under the car I had a look at it. Not mm. a scratch on the darn thing. Um, it looked fine. And the car sounds like fine. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay, that's dodgy. So I was like, okay, this is It's pretty doing s- the job of muffling the pretty sound. Pretty sus. And yeah. he was like, okay, like, and they said that the tires were worn out. Well, I look, we looked at the tires. You know, there's like an indicator yeah. in the tread that yep. shows you. So that was nowhere near. And three grand for for a middle muffler part. Okay. Oh, but it was also like shock. This the shocks were worn out. Okay. Okay. Were the they sh- actually worn out? They seem fine. I mean, a lot a lot of the stuff is like it's like fifty fifty. You know, 
You could probably keep it on the road for another year or two. You could probably actually, and what you should do is do this incrementally. That's what I'm going to do. So what we did is we re-registered it in New South Wales. Yep. um, Going, taking to a uh, mechanic that my uncle knows who is not, you know, dodgy. Yeah. And he just was like, you know, gave it the once over. I was like, yep, that's fine. You know, um, off you go. Uh, so yeah, that's re-registered now in New South Wales. I'm driving a car that's registered in New South Wales. And I was, I was feeling, because this is the thing about me. I'm, you know, you know me, I'm, uh, as much as I make a mockery of, of Christianity and I am kind of like a really bad example of a Christian, I am like an incessantly moral person. And like, I, like, for example, I don't download things from the internet and watch them. Things like that. Like I, I, I will wait until a little green man before I cross the road. Things like that. I'm, I'm that kind of a person. So I was very like uncomfortable about like regist- re-registering it in New South Wales mm. when I'm technically like it's basically my car. Yeah. But I spoke to people at work and a lot of a lot of people are driving cars from interstate. You know, a lot of people are driving cars with Victorian plates, Queensland plates. It's not uncommon to do this. I think next time you need to re-register your car, I think uh, you might need to have a talk with, uh, you know, somewhat a family if you know what I'm saying. Maybe Mafia Pope can help us out here. <laughs> I know a few guys. <laughs> Well, I do like Mafia Pop. Hey, you know a few guys, don't you? I'll take it to a guy. He'll take, he'll take a look at it for you. you know? And he'll actually let you know. You know, he'll let you know if there is anything dodgy with it. So um, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is incrementally, over the next year, is repair some of the stuff that they, that they listed. Yeah. But I really... like we. You're probably break... not going to take it back to that place, No. Though. Oh, my God, no. I'm never yeah. going to go again. They probably um, took one look at you and went, I reckon we can yeah. I reckon we can get this pansy boy up the road. Definitely. This, this is the fear, the constant fear I have when it comes to car stuff, hmm. is that I don't seem like the kind of person who knows jack shit about cars, and you'd be right if you made that assessment. So I am, I am kind of like, okay, border, borderline sexist, but I seem like... When I wander in there, they probably get the same feeling they would get if there was like just like a pretty like young girl who had no idea. They're like, right, we can take this person for a real ride. You know, they have no idea what. Oh, your Johnson rod needs replacing. Oh, fucking all right, <laughs> I guess rod. that'll be two thousand dollars. You know, fine. You know, that's pretty good for a pinch replacement, actually. And what makes me worried is that like if I if I had the money, which mm-hmm. I definitely do not, but if I had the money, I probably would have coughed up the dough. Wow. So you know. I don't sad. think you'll ever have that money. I don't think I will either. No, definitely not. So that was depressing. Um, so then, what games have you been playing? Uh, so uh, to, to, de- to unwind from all that shite, yeah. I decided to play one of the most relaxing games that you can play, which is P- Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Yeah, because there's nothing more relaxing than sitting in one place, shivering in fear. Yeah, sweating bullets, literally. While you watch where the circle goes down, you don't actually have any ammo for this fancy gun which you found on the ground, <laughs> and there's someone behind you with a frying pan. I, I, for a long time, I've been thinking that I ought to play the you know 1.0 version, like the actual released version of, of player runners, did you, did you play the new maps? I did. So I actually pl- I actually jumped in at exactly the right time. I think I played. I jumped in on the exact day that the small map went live. Oh wow! Okay. With with the you know proper textures and everything. Like you know the, the small map was out for a while, but it was kind of like in a beta. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And now I, I I jumped in on the day where it was actually ready to play. So that was cool. It was a bit interesting because one of my one of my preferred tactics, not my only tactic, mm. with player runners battlegrounds, is I'm one of those people that. I tend to enjoy going off the beaten path, like jumping out of the plane and then going very, very much in the direction that everyone else isn't going. Yeah. To buy myself I'm a good five, up. yeah, to buy myself five or ten minutes where I can just collect weapons and and then and then kind of like move towards the center of the map. And the interesting thing about the small map is that 
there's pretty much nowhere on the island that you can't reach relatively easily from from jumping out of the plane. It really doesn't matter what the flight path is. You can reach every corner of that map. So there's it, it does make that tactic a little more difficult. But that being said, there are... Like, I did, you know, I found, okay, the plane's going this way. I can go to this uh, this village, the coastal village, mm. and I'll probably not run into anyone. And that sort of still worked out. But it is more action-packed. I think you, you run into people much more quickly. Uh, did you... Um, I did pretty well. I held my I held my own. Yeah? What, what did you come in the end? So the first couple times I played it, I got zero kills. Um, but then I went back in a, a day later with a much more, like, calm... I say calm. I mean, I was freaking worried about cancer and freaking car shit and everything. Um, but I went in there with, like, a kind of an attitude of like, I'm not going to freak out about this. I'm going to see how well I can play if I just don't worry about yeah. stuff. And like with that calm attitude, I got four kills. Oh, nice. Four's good. Yeah. What, what was your ranking in the end of that one? Uh, I think it was like 11. That's pretty good. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I love playing solo. Like, although I enjoy like multiplayer, solo is where I cut my teeth and I really enjoy the solo experience in that game, which a lot of people find way too stressful. Hmm. Um, but I love, I love the, the pain AC. So that was good. So I still play my known as Battlegrounds. That's good. I still really a pretty need, good game. I, I need to jump back into that. I haven't played it since it went to 1.0. I mean, I was, I was I was off-world at the time. I'm sorry. I say off-world. I was in Japan at the time. Mm. It's my code for off-world. <laughs> uh, for being in Japan uh, when shit's going down. Mm. Uh, and I just, uh, after I got back, you know, because I played a lot of that with you. and yeah, with, um, with Nate. With, with uh, a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And that was, a, that was very good. It was actually quite cathartic at the time. Mm. But I just... Not None sure of my family's back. Yeah. I just, you know, like it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a time investment, and with everything that's going on, I'm actually quite, you know, quite tired by the end of it. And I just yeah. trying to spend as much time with your child, especially a two year old child, as possible before mm. they go to bed. Pretty exhausting. Definitely. I mean, look, I, you know, to be frank, I play this game when eight, when Ruby's not with me. Yeah, yeah. That's the ideal scenario. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So I totally get it. The other game I've been playing. Yeah. Is if you say room total war, no, I'm going to hit you. No, no, you don't have to hit me, AC. Uh, I bought so the Steam Summer Sale is on now, AC. You know what? Just just as a quick side note, I did look at this mm. the day that all of this came out, and I'm sure the, the sales change a bit and weekly stuff happens. Yeah. I went on, I had a look at all the sales, I went to look at all the games that I was interested in. Nothing. Mm. Could not find anything that interested me whatsoever. Yeah. This could have been part of my attitude at the time of not really... You're just in a grumpy mood. Kind yeah, of just kind of like, eh, I don't want to be playing any games, but I want to have a look, but there was nothing there. So. Mm. Nothing left out at you. Yeah. yeah. So one game that I did pick up, so I only bought one. Yep. Because I've, I've come to the conclusion that I'm only going to buy games that I actually want to play. What a novel idea. Oh, yes. You know. Well, it seems Steam Summer Sale is probably the worst place for you then. So what I did was I picked up... Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap, the remake, the 2017 oh, remake. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. that was very popular on Switch when it came out, and I heard that it had made its way to other platforms. Mm-hmm. So it's half price now, 10 bucks. I picked it up for. 10 bucks. I, I loved Wonder Boy 3. I played the crap out of that game. It's one mm. of the few games on the Master System that I actually owned. So me and my brother, when we were like you know, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, like you know, a big chunk of my life, I played the shite out of this game yeah it's one of those ones like okay you uh i think for you it would be like uh, uh super mario world yeah like no, you, like the back of my hand and you know where all the secrets are you know where all the trick you know all the tricks you know how to like every exit you know the meta all game. the levels i can get all 96 like, okay i'm planning ahead yeah so that like 10 levels down the track i can do the thing yeah that's how well i know wonder boy 3 
And it was really amazing to see, like, because I'd forgotten a lot. Like, it, it wasn't in my present memory. Hmm. But the moment you pick up the controller and start playing, it all floods back. Like that, uh, those little brain cells that are storing the, like the compressed, like the zip file, if you like, got unpacked, <laughs> you know, got extracted. And I was like remembering everything. Did you complete this game, Robbie? I have not. I'm up to, I'm Piranha Man right now. Yep. So I'm about halfway through and I'm just about to go and, and do the pirate ship. So that's the, I've done all this. Whenever I come to a new man, a new, like whether it's Mouse Man or Piranha Man. Yeah. What I do is I go through everything else that I've already done to get all the secrets. And oh, all okay. So for people, back. people who don't know about this game, I'll try and explain it very quickly because I'm, I'm a big fan. This is basically, although the, the, the phrase wasn't around then, hmm. this is a Metroidvania. It is a, it is a connected world. Everything is all connected up and there are sections that are locked off. You can't access them until you get the ability that allows you to access that area. So Mouse Man can run on walls um, there's a item you can collect that lets you break blocks. Hmm. Uh, Lion Man can hit blocks above his head, and these these different abilities allow you to access different areas. The and game is, is very well designed. It is, and it's a direct sequel, isn't it? Because it's a, it's direct, it's a sequel to Monster World, yep. Wonder Boy, and Monster World. So this is the Monster one that Land. I, sorry, Monster, Monster Land. Land. Sorry, this sorry. is the one that we have played. Yes. a bit of. Mm-hmm. And you love this game because you kind of knew that one very well as well. Yeah. And we, we got quite far through that, but you're just, you're basically just the guy. You're Wonder Boy for most of it. Yes. Or all of it, I think. And then at the end of that game, you fight a big dragon. Yes, and it's very difficult. It is very difficult. It's a but bloody challenging boss. But at the start boss. of this one, you fight that dragon again and he's super easy, but then he curses you. So it's yeah. it continues on basically exactly where you left off. It's awesome. It's really clever. Yeah. And I was... You know, playing this game now, there is it, there are RPG elements. It's kind of like mm. like a kind of almost like a Zelda two action RPG totally. sort of thing. Yeah, it's so it's 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 basically a platformer, but you have like a menu. You, cl- you so you can you can equip swords, shields, and armor. Yeah, and there's also like magic that you can collect, which is like one use items that shoot out like you know fireballs or tornadoes or whatever it is. Um, I think what struck me the most about this game is, like, yes, it's a Metroidvania, and there are tons of those now, especially yeah. on Steam. Like, yeah. we're kind of flooded with them, but you have to turn your mind back to what it was like back then. Before uh, before Castlevania Symphony of the Night, it was Metroid, and there were a few other games that were doing that. But this was uncommon, and for the Master System, this was, this was definitely the first game of that nature that I ever picked up. Um, and at the time, I just thought, yeah, this is good. But on reflection... Having experienced much more of the Master System library and comparing it to the NES, mm-hmm. just knowing what, you know, the, putting this game in its context, this is a very good game. It is an excellent game. It's very well designed. And, like, I keep getting struck by just how good a Metroidvania this is. It's it's simple. It's easy to get into. It's logical. It's not... It's not a where the fuck do I go game. You know where to go. And you can remember, like, oh, I saw... Oh, I've got this ability now. That almost sounds like it's not a a Metroidvania in that sense. Well, just because it's so simple. Like, you're you're a piranha man. Hmm. So you know you can't... There's certain stuff you can't do. But you're like, oh, I can swim now. So I'm going to go to where all the water is. Like in Symphony of the Night, there are places you know where to go. It's Mm. just that you don't have the double jump yet. Or you can't turn into a bat yet. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's a bit cryptic. But I think this game is very straightforward. Like... When you're Mouse Man, you can run on these particular blocks, and you can run upside down and everything. And you, and those blocks are very distinctive. It's easy, and when, once you know, oh, that's what those blocks are for, you can cast your mind back to the other places where you saw those blocks and go back and collect all the secrets and things like that. I think that's important. Like I mm. think, um, like 
as you said, this is an early version of that game. Mm. So this is where you kind of have to think of when it came out. Mm. And that's why this game was remastered is because the people who remastered it had such a passion for it. Like the original yeah. is in there and still intact. They had to build an entire new engine for it, it's I believe. It's so cool because you can just hit... I'm playing it on the, the um, Xbox controller, yeah, Xbox yeah. 360 controller. Yeah. You just hit L2 and it changes the music. Yep. To the retro music, which I immediately did because yeah. I like the mu- new music is good. Yeah. But I just kept craving that old music. I love the Wonder Boy 3 soundtrack. It's my favorite soundtracks of all time. I don't often like, you know, wax lyrical about game soundtracks, but this is one of the ones I really think is a, a brilliant Master System soundtrack. Uh, and they hit R2 or, you know, the, the, the right trigger. Yep. And it changes the graphics back to the retro, which I occasionally flick to, but I'm actually enjoying the modern graphics. I feel like what's the point in spending the money if you're just going to play well, the You could old... just do that on, like, on Master... I have that game yeah. on Master I System and Mega Drive. Yeah. So I'm playing it with the old music, but the modern graphics, yeah. and that's a good mix. I think that's that's the that's the, a really good way to do it. But I think, I think. One, just the last comment I'll make about this game is like... Uh, like hmm, it's, hard to, it's hard to express this thought, but like it's... It's very well done, and I'm continually impressed by just how good a game it really was and, like, how much I took that game for granted as a kid because I owned it. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like you put that into the context, and I think this is why people ported it and why, why people did a remake yeah. because it's on an obscure system, the Master System, for most people, well, certainly North America. Yeah, definitely. Never played it. And this is a game that's worth playing. It's a game that it's a shame that it came out on the Master System, really, you know, <laughs> because it's it's worth. I more. mean, don't get me wrong; I think yeah. it did quite well. It did you know, because I think that was a uh, Wonder Boy was the uh, property of Wonder Boy. Mm. The IP was owned by Sega. That's right. But the programming was owned by someone else. That's right. Like the game programming. Actual, so this yeah. is actually a like a first party Sega joint, I think, isn't it? Totally. And man, it's polished. And you compare it because we we had, we spent a night like about a month or two ago playing a bunch of Master System games of like middle. Yeah, we, we went through my library pretty yeah. much and pretty extensive. And a lot of them are not that great. And then like <laughs> and then putting that and then comparing those games to this, mm. it's like oh my god, there actually were some really good games. There are some Master gems. System. There yeah. are some good. There are some gems. So if you haven't played it, if you have not played this game, and you like platformers and you like Metroidvanias. Oh my god, check this out. It's on sale right now. And yeah. even if you buy it at full price, it's Recommendation worth it. by Robbie. Yeah. Check and that's out. that's it for my game life balance segment. We have a quiz AC. Why don't we do that? Bollocks. Okay, Robbie. Mm-hmm. So, today we've been talking a lot about pinball. Yes. And you knew we were going to do pinball today, mm-hmm. and we've played pinball. So, is this quiz going to be about video pinball? No. Oh, my God. No, it's not, AC. <laughs> I really thought I was being an arrogant cunt then. All right. No, you, you know, usually you'd be spot on the money. <laughs> so, I can't fault you. But this quiz is about... Uh, actually, because I was so inspired playing Wonder Boy uh, that I've created uh-oh. a Wonder Boy slash Adventure Island quiz. Oh, God. So let's test how much AC knows about these two genetically similar yet divergent games. Okay. I this is really, s- honestly, you'll probably ace this, and this is more for the audience, for their education, AC. Okay, I might not ace this because if you've, I have actually studied the timeline mm. of Wonder Boy Adventure Island. 
It is weird. It is weird as. There's some weird quirks, and hopefully you'll pick up on those. divergent, yeah. Look, it, you have no idea. Like, it, it doesn't just span Nintendo and mm. and um, Master System. It also goes to Turbo Graphics. Yes, there's a, there's a whole... And there are arca- arcade machines. Yeah. Like, not just of the original Wonder Boy, but... Oh, look, it just... The timeline is just weird. It's so weird. But so, okay, just just hit me. This quiz is really to, be, to give you some comfort. This quiz yeah. is really about the differences between these two these two games. Okay, okay, okay. And right. the, the, and so I think you'll be all right. Okay. But for our listeners, you better be listening because this is important information <laughs> for your life. Okay. Yep. All right. Question number one. Number one. And this this gets progressively more difficult. Okay. This is a real softball. Okay. Which came first, Wonder Boy or Adventure Island? Wonder Boy. Of course. Wonder Boy came out in 1986 at the arcade. Uh, it was ported to MSX and Famicom, same year, a bit later on, of course. And uh, the NES version... Was it ported by Sega to the MSX, was it? That's interesting. It was, yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. But the uh, Adventure okay. Island, 88, so two years later. So a significant mm. chunk of time. Because it was actually... Adventure Island was... I mean, there were other... Ver- were there other versions or was the NES? It was pretty much the NES, right? So Adventure Island was the NES. However, there was a, there was a version of, the, of Wonder Boy mm. for the SG-1000, which is an earlier... Like, I think it was 83 that yeah, that originally came out. that's right. Uh, kind of in... Like, at the same time as the Famicom, it was much, much more primitive. Kind mm. of thinks kind of ColecoVision-esque. Yeah. Uh, is very, very basic, mm-hmm. even though it came out in, like, 86, 87. Mm. And, yeah, that's um, that's all the nice things I can say about it, basically. <laughs> basically, we'll it was the that. precursor to the, um, to the SG-3000, which was the uh, basically the master system. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, there you go. Question number two. Who developed Wonder Boy? What was the name of the developer that made Wonder Boy? Shit. Um, you feel free to say you don't know. It's fine. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest. Off the top of my head, I've heard it before. I mm. just can't remember. It's one of those things where when I say it, you'll kick yourself. Yep. Kind of thing. So the developer it's was... not Hudson, is it? It was Escape. This is the, the Wonder Boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Escape, but they later changed their name to West One or West Tone. No, I'm not sure. No, no. I always think West One, but I think West Tone might be like more correct. Mm, I don't know. West are, there, are, are there two T's? No. Okay. West. Mm, yeah. Right away. So they, they developed Wonder Boy, Escape, and then they changed their name down the track. To okay. West Tone. No, see, I probably wouldn't. I had heard that before, but it's not something that sticks in my memory. You will get this one, though. Mm-hmm. Question number three Who developed Adventure Island? Or should I say, who ported and did some tweaks to, adve- to Adventure Island? See previous answer Hudson Soft. Hudson Soft, correct. Uh, as I said, it was big, mainly big a on port. the PC Engine and Turbo Graphics. It's basically yeah. a port, but yep. they did a few graphical tweaks. There were a couple. Physics were the same. Food was the same. Yeah. Annoyances were the same. The main thing is the subject of question number four, AC. Master Higgins. Why did... <laughs> no, that counts coming later. All coming right, later. Right, right. Question number four. Why did Adventure Island get made at all? <laughs> Can you explain why Adventure Island exists? Because Sega owns the IP. That's right. That's basically it. Uh, West Stone or Escape, they own the code. Yeah. But Sega owns the name Wonder Boy. Mm. So West Stone could sell the code uh, or license it out to have other people make ports and make some scratch. 
as long as I just did the finger motion, which means money. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, taxes. <laughs> it means the taxes. <laughs> right? um, they could do that as long as whoever ported the game didn't call it Wonderboy, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So uh, Hudson Soft take up this offer during development of the port. They decided for reasons that are still somewhat obscure that it would be good to change the main character to resemble one of their own PR men who was, who was kind of like the... It's kind of like the the front facing, kind of like the the, uh, the John Drake, or like the kind of like the you know like a person who's well known within the video game industry as a PR person. They made him the main character, which is interesting because this guy was. Um, I know exactly who you're talking about. He does actually kind of look like Master Higgins. Yeah, Takahashi Majin. Yeah, he does. He's got that kind of weird look about him. I just spoiled question number five. But they, they, they couldn't. They couldn't have like mm. been more than twenty people working for Hudson Soft at the time. I want to say it was pretty weird. I mean, from what I understand, they this is like the garble translated version of an interview yeah. that someone at Hudson said he that Wonder Boy looked a bit like him. Yeah, so and they, they changed thought, it wouldn't to it be make funny it, to yeah. make him look more like him? Yeah. Uh, question number five. I've already spoiled this. Yeah. Uh, question number five. What is the name of the hero in Adventure Island in Japanese and English, please? Uh, oh, okay. English is Master Higgins. Ing- uh, Japanese Takahashi or something. Yes, Takahashi Meijin is his name. I'm not sure about pronouncing that right. Meijin. How would you How's it spelled? M E I J I N. Meijin. Yep. Mm. Yes. It's phonetic. Okay. So, so in Japan, he is not Master Higgins. He is Takahashi Meijin. It's literally like a dude. No, no, yeah. I mean, he's usually like Robert Bailey. Just Takahashi son. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's a weird thing. Uh, question number six: Did Adventure Island? ever have an arcade release uh not not discount okay apart from someone who jammed a friggin nes into a monitor and put it in an arcade okay so in that case i can say no yeah correct um however it is possible to have one with the play choice 10 or play choice 10 yeah there are some like so the play choice 10 is a, a really interesting thing where you have 10 nes games jammed into a board yeah and you can select them and that's how a lot of people played uh, Super Mario Brothers three in the United States before it came out. Right, that's how they learned. That's yeah. how the wizard learned about the flute. Hey, see, mm, that's, that's very possible. That's he was the, a savant. That's right. <laughs> he was indeed. Question there are, there are a lot of questionable things about that movie. <laughs> oh God! Question number seven, AC. How many? This is a good one. Okay. This is a little. This will. No, you'll be able to get this. Okay. How many eight-bit Wonder Boy games are there? Fuck you. Eight-bit. Fuck you. So what I really mean is how many Super Master, so Secret Master System Wonder Boy games are there? Oh, okay. All right. All right. So we're not, we're not counting. We're not counting Adventure Island. We're not counting. No, no. Eight bit Wonder Boy games. Fuck. 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 It's either three or four. Oh, fuck. Fuckity. Fuck. 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 Um. Oh, actually, are you trying to trick me here with? Maybe I am, AC. Because what about the Game Gear? No, no, I'm not counting the Game Gear. Okay, you're not counting the Game Gear. Okay. But I'm going to say four. Correct. So we have OG, Wonder Boy. Yep. Wonder Boy in Monsterland. Yep. Wonder Boy 3, oh, yep. colon, The Dragon's Trap. Mm-hmm. And Wonder Boy in Monster World. Yes. Which was, I think, 
primarily a Mega Drive game, but they did a port for their Master System. I have System. the port. I have actually both of them for that. There's a pretty good game on the Master System too. It's just it's not, not bad. As... But you really that is the one time when you really need to have that thing set to 60 hertz to yeah. play it properly. Yeah, which I, yeah. I, I think I have that. Look. Yeah, there were there was Wonder Boy on the Game Gear. Yeah, there whether was they did the rest of those, I don't know. I yeah. don't think they did. No, uh, it just wasn't a popular enough name over there. Yeah. But there was also some Wonder Boy. I want to say on the PC Engine slash Turbo Graphics, or at least the PC Engine. I think you're right because I, right. I have one of them, and it is a. Oh, it's it like a shooter, a, right? It is a shooter. It yes. is a horizontal I shooter. That. And yeah. I have that. That's why I deliberately avoided the 16-bit. And you know what? It's a CD game as well, mm. which means it's basically the same, just has CD music. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's an interesting... Look, this is why the, the timeline gets so funky, because mm. what exists on TurboGrafx PC Engine um, is kind of gets muddy at best, because it is a Hudson Soft property. Definitely. All right. Question number eight, mm-hmm. related to question number seven. How many 8-bit... Adventure Island games are there? Four. Three. There are three, AC. There is. There are. A there's co- Adventure Island 1, there's Adventure Island 2, two. Adventure Island 3. There's there is a four. Is there a fourth? There is a You're going to correct. Oh, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. There, I will. See, this is. Uh, I, I'm happy to be. Um, there are there are a number of SNES or Super Famicom okay. games. See, this that confuses the, the thing. You know. Okay, so there is Adventure Island for Bug to Honey. Okay, yeah, that's technically an Adventure it Island. It is game. A, okay. an Adventure Island game, and it is an eight bit game. Right, right, but it's not. We that, have reviewed that game, but it is uh, not Master Higgins, is it? It's someone else or something. Oh, look. Look, That's a bit weird. But if Bug to Honey is a canon, he is on the label. If it is canon, if it is canon, then I'll I I'm happy to be corrected. I'm happy to be corrected. Adventure Island Four, NES ROM. All right, let's have a look. Um, but Bug to Honey is a real game. We played it. I yep. know it's real. We did a YouTube video. Ah, uh, this isn't Bug to Honey, and I'm looking at Adventure Island Four. So Ooh. I think it is actually an NES game. I think it's actually oh. lauded as one of the better Adventure Island a games. A '94. Wow. So it is. It is late. Late, late NES. Okay. Wow. I've learned something. Okay. So cool. not only, but I don't think I deserve this point either because Bug to Honey is technically an Adventure Island game, and it. Does so have Master Higgins on the cover? So we that never... means there's five, and and whether that timeline in the NES splits again. Wow, Buck to Honey is really weird because there was an anime based off Master Higgins okay. actually, okay. of Adventure Island, and there it's most of it is like platforming with a fairy, and then you play Arkanoid with like Breakout. <laughs> Look, it's weird. It's it a, weird a weird thing. game. It is yeah. a weird game. I'm going to say no one gets points for that. All right, sure, <laughs> that's fine. We're both wrong. Yeah, we're both idiots. Question number nine. When was the last Adventure Island game released? The last one. Fuck, I'm going to say yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> Probably yesterday. Well, now, uh, I know that I might be wrong now. This this question might be entirely wrong based on the uh, information yeah, you just gave me. Yeah. See, this is this is why I was this pensive with this subject at the mm. start. Because there is so much information up here and it's I had no garbled. idea that there's a four. Or there's, okay. So we might skip this one, but... Okay, what, say, what was it? What was it? I will say... I don't know. My I answer was don't know. Adventure Island 3 came out in July 92. Weirdly, the SNES version, Super Adventure Island... I have that. ...came out in January 92, before Adventure Island 3. 
So but Adventure Island Four came out in ninety four. That's we right. Know that so so that's right. So technically, Adventure Island Four is the. I'm going to give that point to you because I wouldn't have. All right, that's you know, that's just fair. I don't deserve it. Turns out this is a complex subject. Yeah, this is incredibly complex. <laughs> um, All right, now we'll do the last one. This is a bit less difficult. Feel free to tweet in, write in, email in, throw a rock through my window. Probably shouldn't do that one, actually. (laughs) If you've got, like, the actual correct answers, because I'm doing this off the fly and looking at Google really quickly. Mm, mm. I I I put effort into making this, but apparently I was was way off. That's interesting. Mm. Question number 10. Apart from the Wonder Boy 3 remake, when was the last Wonder Boy game released? Or the most recent? When was the most recent Wonder Boy branded game? This isn't the remake that... You, Not the remake that I have. You have... Uh, was there a PS1 era one? 96? No, 98. Oh, actually, was there a PS2 version? Fuck. You know what? I'm just going to gamble and I'm going to say 2004. Well, uh, according to my notes, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Monst- is it a pachinko machine it, it, or look, some shit like that? Up. Yeah. Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom yeah, what's is it technically for? a canonical sequel. It's on Steam. Okay. It is coming soon to the Switch and the PS4. Is it Sega? I think it is, yeah. Sega Join? I want to say it is. Interesting. Okay. I want to say it is. I'm on board. I'm yeah. on board. I'll see, I'll see at the very least what they got. Let me check. I think I have the, the, uh, the button open still. Here we go. It is... Uh, oh, no, it's not, actually. It's not Sega, but it is the spiritual successor. Is it an act- Is it actually Wonder Boy, though? Is it titled Wonder Boy, or is it spiritual? Or is it called something stupid, like uh, Monster Boy or something? That's the thing. I think, ah, uh, you know what? I might be wrong again. It is, <laughs> it is Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. Oh, my God, I was right. I just pulled that out of my fucking ass. It was originally going to be called um, Monster Boy and the Wizard of Booze. But then they changed the name when the Japanese Dad, developers... I like the way he talks. When the Japanese developers realised that booze means something else in English. I'm struggling to think of what it fucking means in Japanese, to be honest. I think they just thought it would be cool, like Oz or Woodle Wabble or Friggle Fraggle or something like that. You know? yeah, fraggles. Fraggles love fraggle booze. Fraggle Rock. <laughs> Those Fraggles. Always getting into my booze. Those motherfuckers. Someone's fraggles. getting in there. So, turns out we're both idiots who don't know jack shit about Monster Boy. <laughs> I'm, not giving, I'm not giving you the point for that one. Wonder I'm Man and giving, Monster Boy. I'm not giving me the point for that one either, though. Master Maggins and Wanda Wang. So, when you said spiritual successor, that's when I went, uh-oh, no, yeah. no, no, Papa Spank, mm-hmm. because that is dodge. So, probably the, the most recent Wonder Boy game, other than the one that I've got, which is the remake, would be Monster World? No. Or that, that they're, weird shooter thing. They have... <laughs> no, because there have been ones that have come out afterwards, <laughs> I know, somewhere in the back of my oh mind. Oh, God. What what can of worms have I opened, See, basically? this is... You know you know when I was saying we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do this, and you did this anyway? Yeah. This quiz has turned out exactly like the original Wonder Boy timeline. A confusing mess. Skewed. Yeah. You, you remember when Doc <laughs> Brown in Back to the Future 2 like draws all this chalk on the board and this is 1985 alternate. This is when 19... We've got to go back to 1955 but we can't go forward here because this is the future yeah. of this alternate 1985. Yes. Yeah. That's basically what this shit is. It's just a, a mess. We need Chris Lloyd up there with a blackboard saying don't even worry about it. Look it's not quite the, the Zelda timeline but it's up there. It's up there. <laughs> Zelda timeline literally makes more sense than this. The Zelda time... Like I've Okay, controversial opinion. Yep. 
I think the Zelda timeline is nonsense. There is no timeline. There is and no people timeline. are just freaking retconning this nonsense. Oh, yeah. You know? I didn't want to do a timeline. There's no planning. No. There's no, like, freaking genius level, like... It's not like there's some, like, Tolkien-esque figure, like, like working this all out. It's, it's just they're making it up as they go, you know? All right, so because I didn't give you that last... <laughs> I agree. Because I didn't give you that last point or that other point, mm. uh, and, you know, I was probably wrong, but... Oh, fuck, so are you. Um, <laughs> We're both it's idiots. six to two All right, in the end of that I will. One. I will give you the win because you know more than I do about this stuff. Yeah, well, that's you knew the... enough to know this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I didn't. So basically, this this is binary. This is just basically one and zero. Yeah. Me one, you zero, because I can already tell that this is an incredibly bad idea. Yes, but by knowing that this is a bad idea, you've already won. There, is, there are deep, deep holes you can go yeah. on, on Wikipedia. It is fascinating, though, isn't it? It's an it interesting is. subject. I really like it. Um, mm. But the more, like, Wonder Boy games that I buy, mm. like, you know, just, oh, my God, there's a Wonder Boy on PC Engine mm. on, like, or PC Engine CD, man. I got to get this. This is not, like, this is a horizontal shooter. Yeah. Quite a difficult one as well. I really do feel like Monster World was the end of those games in a, in a, in a you know. In a very real sense. I've yeah. actually played the uh, arcade machine for Monster Land, okay, I want to yep. say. That sounds like it would be Or really Dragon's fun. Trap. I can't remember. Maybe in Dragon's Trap. Mm. Look, it was it was in uh, Super Potato in, in Akihabara in Japan. So mm. I actually got a bit of a crowd around me. Oh. Like I was playing because you and I had played it pretty recently. We know how to get through that game. Yeah, and yeah. like you and I was playing through this, and I was only on like, I, I think I continued once on another like hundred yen <clears> coin <throat> credit, and like people were like, oh, oh wow, I didn't even know what this game was. This guy's getting really far, and he's you know he's a guy. guy he's, this is guy Gaijin kicking ass in Monster yeah. Land over here. And then yeah, I, yeah. and then I died like really spectacularly in the underwater levels, and I just kind of went off. And I turned around and I was like, whoa, whoa, what are all these people? But just just what? It's just bow or something. Uh, no, and I said I, I think I, I probably said something stupid in in Australian slang because mm. that's how I get out of situations over there. Crikey, governor! I probably just said, "Oh, cheers, mate. G'day, yeah. How's it going? That's How's my, it going, copper? You're a fucking cunt, aren't you?" It's my Cody Goff doing an Australian accent. <laughs> that if you say governor enough times, yes, it is. And that brings us to the end of Game Life Balance Australia episode sixty. Mm-hmm. We have been doing this thing for so long. We have. We're ancient. We are ancients indeed. And uh, what's happening on the Gunner Geek Network, Robbie? Oh, man. What 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 isn't happening on the Gunner Geek <laughs> Network is really the question. I say as I buy time to look up the thing. Uh, so, on the Gunner Geek Network, there are many a fine podcast, I see. <laughs> he actually does know, but I put him on the spot so quickly because it's just fucking hilarious. Such as, such wonderful podcasts mm-hmm. as... Digital Soup. Episode 80 came out pretty recently. Yep. This week, the guys discuss Facebook Messenger automatically playing ads. That sounds like fun. I have not come across that. Look, I've heard of this podcast. I haven't given it a listen yet, but uh, it looks like interesting stuff. Do you like soup? Do you like digits? You might like I like the technical soup. stuff they're talking about because yeah, that, that actually is legitimately interesting. <laughs> it's kind of like a, like a hodgepodge of, sort of geeky fun stuff, mm. right? Mm. Uh Okay. Uh, they also talk about Mario Brothers, of course. Of course. Everyone's talking, talking about that at the moment. It's so relevant. It's a hot topic. And Jason surprises us with a reverse quiz show. Ooh. Stick around to hear us flail wildly as we try to discuss a product which we don't know anything about. That sounds okay. exactly like yeah. us. Yeah, that's our quiz. You're hey, stealing we, our ideas, guys. We patented that. That's we patented right. that, bitch. <laughs> talking about stuff we have no right to talk about? <laughs> that's our <laughs> stick. <laughs> Patented today with 
Rob's patented wonder patented boy patented quiz yes. Exp- wonder boy and adventure island expert Robert Bailey oh go on yeah look you could, you could actually do like a legitimate university um, fuck man I know I'm more about this shit than most people alright yeah no, no. I, I, ain't, I ain't questioning that I'm just saying it's still like it is obviously a confusing mess alright uh, we hope you've been enjoyed listening to the game life balance australia the uh, australian edition of the game life balance podcast mm-hmm. uh visit us at gamelifebalanceaustralia.com and uh look there are a couple of things up on the youtube website i put some stuff up there on the youtube channel rather i should say mm-hmm. i'm uh fairly regular on twitter at the moment at prod tally and look i'm gonna be honest a lot of it's to do with lum at the moment that's fine look do you like bikinis of course you do so check out AC's Twitter, where he talks about a bikini lady a lot. <laughs> That's basically... She's an anime... Look, it's okay. She's an anime bikini lady, so it's all fine. Oh, God. It's when you fine. say it like that, it makes me sound like the most disgusting pervert, but... <laughs> it's not... It's really pretty... It's pretty, like, uh... It's uh, actually quite you... innocuous. Yeah. Like, it's, like... And the community around it is, is like, has a real, um... Like, there's a lot of, like, trans and lesbian people who are involved in that. I think it's fair to say, look, if this is cheesecakey stuff, it's, like... It's, like, light... Low fat cheesecake that won't do you any harm. No, you like know? lum is, yeah, lum is something else. It's it's not what you think it is. Trust me. I mean, when you get into it, it is what you think it is, but it's really not. Uh, it's and I do tweet about retro gaming stuff and like modern gaming stuff usually on Sunday nights when I'm just like finally relaxing and going, man, I'm surrounded by games. I should actually play some of these. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually when the, when the bug bites you. Yeah, it, it is usually these days. Mm. Um, look. We do have another feed, the uh, at GLB Australia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And <laughs> Chad seems to get inspired once a fortnight as well, believe it or not. Uh, Look, that's when we feed him. That's, that's when he finishes editing. <laughs> yeah, so do check that out. There are occasional tweets on there. Uh, we have been receiving some people. I'd like to have a special shout out to Rai Rai Kun, mm-hmm. uh, who is my manager pan, my other manager pan. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a more than one man guy that's who fine. has actually sent us a couple of suggestions our way of what we should be doing in the future. Okay, like not being shit. <laughs> he's be, mentioned that several times. Be less shit. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's, he's actually suggested some games which has been kind of tempting to do. Okay, all right. Um, and I do want to actually get to some of those ones Cool. in the future, uh, mostly to annoy you, but uh, <laughs> they'll annoy me just as much. But it's, it's always good to have suggestions, so thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, rate us, review us, whatever, tell your mates. Look, we do this for fun. We don't want to become big, but we want to become at least well more well-known than we are. Don't make us go out and murder a whole bunch of people. <laughs> or, like, shoot a whole bunch of penguins or something like that. <laughs> So we become infamous. So go, what are, what were those game life balance guys That's right. like talking about? And what what are the Americans up to? You know they're dodgy. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. See you later.